Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, Double H. It's Carl Anker. Hey, everyone. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on social media, Twitter, Talking Tactics, Facebook, Talking Tactics 352, SoundCloud, Talking Tactics. What else? If you're on Spotify, follow us. If you're on an Apple device, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we will read it on the show. If you're a Patreon, you will get your 30 to 40 minutes of Talking Tactics Extra whenever you feel like looking at it. We talk about any and everything it's 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 a good time. So I encourage everybody to look at the tiers. If you're capable of giving or supporting the show, um, if you like talking tactics in that way, it's just a little something extra we do, uh, thirty to forty minutes every week. So hopefully you guys enjoy. It. Anything we need to say? Uh, no, I mean just say you know just you know um, keep, sh- keep keep sharing the stuff, man. Keep, keep I mean whenever you view it, you know tell a friend, tell a girlfriend, tell a mistress, you know, and just you know. Share the share the stuff and just spread the word, man. In the more that we spread the word, the better this thing can grow. Indeed, indeed. So this is international break, um, <laughs> Bro. and as as we were kind of discussing um, off air, like there was one good game this week. No disrespect to all the other teams, but you know Netherlands against Germany. So what I guess I decided. So I'm sorry if I'm imposing this. But uh, I was just like, look, last week there was an incident with Lukaku that happened and there are just previous incidents that have kind of been piling up on my mind in terms of just the state of football. And bro, it's like, you took only come to this realization now that there is this issue of... It's no, been, no, 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 no. years ago, bro. So. <laughs> I mean, just like, we've talked about this on the podcast kind of ad nauseum, like, I feel like as a podcast that has, you know, we have, we're black hosts. I don't want to beat people over the head with it. Um, like whenever we get reviews and things that are like, you know, I'm I'm happy to listen to black people do a podcast and it inspires me and it's nice to see black people doing things together. Like I love those reviews because like I, I know the podcast is hitting where it's supposed to hit. But at the same time, I don't want to beat people over the head with like, yo, black this, black that, racism this, racism that. Like. As as much as I might, as much I don't enjoy talking about racism, I'm just kind of I'm not scared to do it, you know. But it's not something I just want to keep doing and doing and doing. Mm. So, so there comes a point where Tammy Abraham is racially abused online, or Zoom was racially abused online, or Pogba, or Rashford, or whomever, and it's just like we could discuss this for 20 minutes, we could discuss this for 40 minutes, but let's just talk about football because I just I don't want to. Just do it every week. We can have a segment about racism in football every week because it's just so it's that prevalent. There is no point in caring when things are are not going to change because the people in power that can change stuff don't don't really give a damn, and they're probably racist themselves, you know. So, well, in some ways, it's our job to bring attention to things, but at the same time, I want this podcast to be some version of fun. Sometimes I'm not feeling in the mood to do talking tactics let me be honest but i feel like 
the moment I press record, I'm here to give a service to the people, you know? So if I know we're going to bring up a subject that's going to be kind of heavy and just kind of piss me off. And like, by the time I end up pressing record, I'm going to be angry or something like that. It's just like, is there any point? So let's just talk about, let's, let's just talk about something other than race. So it kind of gets to a point where I, there's all of these incidents that we haven't necessarily brought up. And it's because I don't feel like talking about this this week, you know, but because there's mm-hmm. an international break, I figured like there's a laundry list of things we could talk about. We, we discussed Malcolm briefly um, and the, the thing with uh, Zenit. What were your thoughts on just the social media things? Because I don't think we necessarily talked about that. But when Tammy Abraham missed, this, missed uh, a penalty in the Super Cup or it was saved rather, and then the next game or so, Rashford and Pogba had their thing. Like, what, 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 what is your thoughts on just social media racism? Um, it's just it's it's the reality of the world. People people are racist, and I think people, um, so you know, it's, it's one of those things. You know, whenever you say like you know, a drunk person tells you how they truly feel. I think when certain people are put in certain situations, they reveal their true colors. So. These guys who say, oh, no, I'm not racist. I love black people, blah, blah, blah. But once they're in the confines of supporting their, their team and within the intensity and passion of supporting their, their, their team and something happens that angers them, then they then go like that. Basically, obviously, we may get to the whole Inter Milan Ultras statement supporting Cagliari. But it's like that just shows you that, like, no, no, this is what people truly are. So it is an excuse for, like, oh, no, no, I'm not being racist. It's just that, you know, this is just part of the, the game. It's just so I don't... It doesn't really, I, I have no reaction to it. I'm not like, oh my gosh, wow, people like this, people are so sad. And I wish that we could come together as one. That's why people, you're, 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 you're such, you know, you um, say such deep, hurtful things and you have such a lack of empathy towards people who look, who look different to you. Sorry, man. Nah, I'm not in, in, in sort of any of that sappy crap. This is the nature of human beings. Don't censor them. Don't censor this material. Let it go free because we have to look at and confront the ugliness of the world that we live in and the ugliness of human beings, you know. And then there are there are just people in this world who are just extremely disgusting, evil, vile pieces of crap. So, so when I see that social media, so I'm like, yeah, this is great because this is the reality. This this is what people truly say, and that anonymity is even a greater thing because that anonymity means that people can be truly truthful. Because again. People who cannot be held accountable can be fully truthful. I'm I'm all about truth. I'm all about truth. I I hate fakeness. And I think people say, oh my gosh, Twitter could be a danger because the whole anonymity makes it a very unpleasant place with things that have been unpleasant. But my favorite is that the the quote unquote beauty of it is that we cannot have a proper dialogue as to like, why do would people say these things? People still think like this in 2019. And then you just like, oh yeah, so... Yeah, things are still pretty bad, you know, because we, we, we think that, oh, we, we've moved on. And no, 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 no. Things are still pretty racist, as in there are places you will go to where you will probably be, be killed on beaten up if you're black. There are people who still think blacks are niggers and monkeys and gorillas and, and apes. So that's just the reality. If I can interject here, um, one thing I really found interesting was your bit where you said, uh, you know, people's real thoughts come out when they're drunk a bit like this is what it's like. And I think I think a big thing that we keep seeing over and over and over again um, when we talk about racism in football and racism in society is that people don't know what racism is. They just have no idea, right? That people's understanding of what racism is is 
particularly poor, which so it very, very often relies on people like you or me or Daniel to give their lived experiences of what racism is for people to understand. And even then, I think a big problem people do when they think about racism is they're always looking for the white cape or the monkey chance or the person that goes, I don't like that person because he's black. Whereas they struggle with the more insidious stuff like uh, why certain black players aren't being paid as much as their white counterparts or why uh, the majority of football managers in the Premier League or in the footballing pyramid are not black or the views most people have towards Saul Campbell and when they think Saul Campbell was talking absolute nonsense or the way people insult Manchester United's back players and how quickly that went from being Jesse Ling or, or when players go or when football fans go there's something about Jesse Lingard that's just so annoying I don't know why and, well there's something there you haven't really analysed I think that's a really interesting thing that we, we're, we're getting to I think what's particularly interesting now well, with Italian football is we're seeing it in a really overt manner. I don't think these Italian fans that are saying it's actually a compliment, the way they're booing Lukaku because it's a sign of respect. I don't think they're doing it as a, we're not racist. I think they're doing it because they fundamentally do not understand what racism is. They absolutely have no idea what it is. There, There is a very poor teaching of racism in schools and there is this very annoying form of teaching that we do when we teach history which we sort of teach human progress as a sign of as like a collection of grand epiphanies that sort of slavery was going on and then all of a sudden we went hey wait a minute slavery is bad let's stop that and what we should be doing is teaching uh, the haitian revolution and, and and the work of the slave rebellions and whatnot and how racism stopped not because of the work of grand old christian abolitionists who you know quietly decided and prayed to god and god went you should stop slavery but actually it was it was down to the work of many people many slaves many former slaves that went no we're going to make race we're going to make slavery financially untenable for you so you're going to be so bothered by this that you're like you know what we're not making a profit let's just stop this and i think we have a similar thing when we teach racism in schools where we sort of go yeah racism was going on then there was slavery and then there was like segregation and then martin luther king came along and then we all went yeah martin luther king was right and then slavery <laughs> en- and then slavery ended right that's that's how it gets taught in schools and then you know and then you know you get you get taught slavery depending on what level you get taught about racism in schools you get taught slavery was a thing then you get caught, taught segregation and civil war was a thing then martin luther king happened and then noise and then obama became president and it, it get it get, constantly gets taught as it took really really nice people talking to really really other nice people for everyone to go you know what let's stop this nonsense and people think nonsense has stopped just because obama was president for eight years doesn't mean racism's up despite the many many bizarre statements that you get right uh, and i'm going to bring up an example now john terry i for i don't for a second believe i don't think john terry knows what he did was racist to anton ferdinand I think John Terry was just simply saying what he saw. I think if John Terry saw a ginger defender, he'd call him an effing ginger cunt. I think if he called it, if he saw uh, a guy with a big nose, he'd have called him a big nose one, and then wouldn't, and then would have opened up a different storm of anti-Semitism, right? Because John Terry just insults what he sees in front of him. But that I'm not. I'm not saying John Terry is not a racist. I'm not saying what John Terry did wasn't racist. I'm saying John Terry doesn't understand what he did was racist. 
And I think a lot of people in football and outside of football struggle with that. And that is why these things happen. Do you, do you not agree? Nah. Well, I think I think quite a few people don't understand this race. It I depends think. on the case. Like I, maybe, it, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying every maybe, single. Maybe the guy maybe, who goes on after M- yeah, Marcus yeah. Rashford misses a penalty and goes Rashford effing n word. He's doing it for an edgy thrill. He knows he's being racist, but I don't think he views himself as bad as the KKK racist. He's just doing it because it's funny to him. I mean, if if we want to discuss, like you said, I don't think the Italian fans really know about racism. I think the reason they use monkey chants is because they fully understand what racism is and they're weaponizing it in that moment. So it's like, we know this is bad, but we don't care because we're going to use it for our own ends. We're going to use it for our own means. There's a reason you use the monkey chant. Like you could just boo him or whistle him or something, but why do you use the monkey chant? It's because you know what it's going to do to that person. Like you understand, like what, what, they say we're specifically using this to unnerve the player. Why does the monkey chant unnerve the player? You one might ask. Because it's racist, and we know that, like, yo, this is gonna get in his head, hopefully, and he might miss the penalty. So I think there is an understanding of this yes. is bad, and yes. we're going to do it intentionally because it's bad. And I think there is a pronounced section of football fans in Italy that think any form of provocation to throw you off your game is fair game. So, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm a trash talker. When I'm playing football, I'm going to do what I can to put you off your game. I'm going to pinch you. I'm going to twist your arm. I'm going to trash talk and say you haven't got a left foot or have a right foot or whatnot. I'm not going to say you were crispy, crunchy, crackety, X, Y, Z. I'm not going to make claims about your mother uh, and where or not she was married to your father when you were born. Because, you know... Even when you're in beef, there are certain lines you don't want to cross. As Omar said, the man must have a code. And I think mm. I think quite a few of these football fans don't have that. I, I don't I think for some of them it's like, no, nah, rules are, you know, if you want to come play football, it's 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 all on the table. And it's quite hard to argue with someone who thinks it's all on the table. When you're like, no, nah, because what you're doing there is you're undermining my basic humanity. To which they're like, Yes, yeah, so <laughs> and, and I, that's the thing. What do you do to someone? Where you where you're saying, could you please treat me like a human being? And they're going, what for? This is why I agree with you. Where it where like it does. I think it starts with education in a way. And I, I don't know how you guys are taught history, but or how like wherever they taught you in your schools. But for me, it starts with like so we start with Greece, then we go to Rome, then we get like the Enlightenment, and then wherever you're from, they teach you that. So, like, if you're in Australia, then they teach you about that. And if you're in America, they teach you American history. So it's like, um, what did black people actually do? <laughs> if, if we're going to start with Greece, then go to Rome, then, you know, the Enlightenment, and then modern technology, basically, or, or whatnot. Like, so I think that's the big problem. It's almost like, you know, <laughs> while white people were doing everything, there were black people in Africa doing what? There were monkeys, gorillas, apes, and then we went there to civilize them. Maybe like the root cause of this is that like what are black people's contribution to society? And if you don't teach that, then they're animals and we could just monkey chant at them. And I feel like that's probably the basis of it. But have hope you want to speak, I think. But but I was just but I think it is interesting what you said as like I think from what you both guys have said, education, you know, as in Put yourself in the minds of a white person, and it's like, in through education, you're just you have to view black people are just these are just either criminals, 
um, poor people, uncivilized, and where Africa is a country, it's not, it's not a continent, you know, black is evil, black is ugly, white is good, white is better. So you're from a very young age, you've already built this perception of these guys are just trash. So it is a mixture. So those monkey chants are a mixture of it is racism, and it's also a mixture of you've been indoctrinated into thinking these guys are the lowest of the low. So you giving them monkey chants and everything is like, look, who cares? They're the lowest of the low, man. It's like, so? So it is just the way that the world has just molded and viewed Black people who are being seen as the lowest common denominator amongst the human race. So education is, 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 is a very key component. So, And I think this, Hope touched on quite interesting. For racism in football is a particularly interesting one because, well, for the most part, we know how much these football players earn. And in a capitalist society where we are sort of illogically trained to believe having that much money makes it okay. Mm. All right. If you see a lot of these comments, like, oh, you know, when, when a player talks about uh, struggling with depression or sadness or difficulties, they're like, what they got? What's so-and-so got to complain about? They're on 60 grand a week or 100 grand a week or 160 grand or 260 grand a week. And it's that sort of, you know, let's not let's not stand on ceremony. We say some terrible things about footballers on this great chat. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, we've go, we've said some, well, you know, PG thirteen, twelve A, but some really bad things about some of these footballers. I'm not gonna lie. I've I've called people. I may have not been. I've not crossed the line. And you know, like like I've said about how I trash talk. And I won't cross a certain line, but we, we say things that I would not say to these people in real life. And I'm having to go, oh, sorry. I'm I'm sure, yeah, you read that tweet to people's agents because uh, yeah, I've seen your tweets. Um <laughs> uh that's a fun like the word brick might be the most commonly used word on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, so that's not me. that's not nice. We cool, I mean, we cool. We, we're not nice, and, and a lot of football discussion is not nice. This is sports, this is competitive. Um, and I think there is also competition to be as uh, edgy or as hilarious as you can be when you want to describe something you don't like, which is why you end up with people calling Alexis Sanchez a Chilean Craig Bellamy or why you call people like, you know, Pep Guardiola has been called a bold fraud and whatnot. And you're like, well, this is not, this is really not nice. Um, but there's this aspect of, so I'm never going to see this person in real life. So it's okay for me to do this. And two, um, so and so is a millionaire, so they can go cry in their millions. They're like, eh, it's not really that nice. There, there, there is some every now and again. I do get the sense that there is a bit of decorum being lost to football, Twitter, or football discussions. And I say being lost because I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Like this could always have been the way of football. All I can really talk about is the era I'm growing up in. Um, and yeah, maybe all maybe all Twitter is doing is just showing me how many discussions were being had in the pub all the time over and over and over again um so there's that and i've said this on many podcasts like if the social media websites wanted to deal with this problem they would deal with this problem but the main reason they don't is because it's really expensive right for you to do this properly you have to hire dozens to maybe hundreds to maybe thousands of people to monitor tweets um and i think Facebook, Twitter, and other companies would much rather prefer to leave that to machine learning or to leave that to its own user base. So uh, 
one notable example that Jack Dorsey of Twitter has talked about is is the N word, right? Uh, and the problem the N word has if you just leave it to computers, right? So everyone on this podcast can use the N word. You know, if if any one of us trio went on the went on Al Gore's internet and tweeted "damn N word" to each other, I don't think anyone bat an eyelid because they're oh yeah, they're black, they're calling each other that. That's well, depending on your mileage, they're like that's fine. So if you train the computer to say monitor every single use of the N word apart from usages when black people are using it to talk about other black people, the machine breaks because then you just get a loophole of racists just changing their avies into black into bots, right? <laughs> like, that's that's one thing. Like, how, there's no way for you to properly monitor the word nigger unless you hire hundreds, maybe thousands of people to monitor these accounts, or you tell everyone in black Twitter to basically go, the moment you see a racist tweet, report it. And then our reporting team, which is full of thousands of people, will have to assess it if it's good or not. And even then, there's like, you know, I've tweeted terrible things to have hope. <laughs> I've tweeted I want to beat that beat that man up and then if you're if you're a third party <laughs> if you're a third party and you don't know the relationship there do you ban me or not and that's that's the sort of wider problem they're trying to get into how mm. do you fix that i have no idea if i knew how to fix that i'd be a millionaire how, how do you guys feel about they're gonna monitor the top 50 black footballers do you feel like that's good stupid pr pr <laughs> stupid like I, it's 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 a pr move like like when I because again, like the first response that people had was, so what about the other black people who aren't? Okay, I'm nowhere near as famous as a pop or a local, but people have been racist towards me. So in my very small little way, in my little small YouTube channel, people have been racist towards me because I've said things that they've not agreed with. So people say, "Oh my, you nigger! I wish you nigger black this black." That's because I'm so. I also I don't get monitored, and I'm sure there are other black people out there who have received me and. Let's even talk about how black women are even targeted and how they're even vilified even more. So that's stupid. And I think that was just a PR move from Twitter. The fact of the matter is you have a choice for Twitter. Either you want to go full on censorship, which, as Carl said, there are ways to go around that, or it is what it is. This is social media. This is the world. And you have to... like. If you go out into this realm of social media, you're going out into the world. If I'm now going out into the world and I'm, and I'm walking across the streets and someone calls me, hey, you fucking nigga and everything, I can say, oh, God, um, Angel Gabriel, can you please censor the world so when I walk out in the open, <laughs> nobody calls me a nigga and everything? God be like, sorry, no, that's not happening. That's just how the world is. So the so social media is just a virtual representation of the world and you just have to deal with this some stuff you can ignore some stuff you have to now face head on as uh, you would uh, that's the john barnes defense isn't it john barnes got me sad man <sighs> got me really sad in my spirit wait 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 wait, 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 wait. just quickly before you go quickly do you know how insulting it is that the, john barnes one of the greatest english players of all time one of the greatest liverpool players of all time the only time i see him is to He's talk about it. racism but it's, it's peak bro it's peak he just wants to enjoy his life did you see the last time one of the most recent times they brought him out on sky on sky news he didn't even get out of bed he was just on he was just in his bed in his pajamas he's got his phone like yeah racism <laughs> <laughs> Jesus that's messed up, that's messed bro, up he didn't even get out of bed okay okay so stressed. so 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 why is he the one they call so john i'm assuming barnes. there's something in his narrative that they like john, so what is it 
John Barnes. The famous photograph. The famous there's, photograph. Yes. So there's the famous photograph of when he was playing for Liverpool and someone threw a banana at him and he sort of backheels it out of his way. Mm-hmm. Was a really famous uh, image of 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 racism in the in the eighties and how. Well, when you write with this, the when you you know, see here's a big problem about that image and about the way we teach racism, is when we talk about racism in football in England especially we go there was hooliganism in the 70s then you had racism in the 80s you had the photograph of John Barnes then you had the 90s in the Premier League and things got cleaned up and now you've got the modern day era where like the league is I think 30% black or 30% non-white uh and like sort of look how things have got better because we slowly realized that racism and hooliganism is wrong which is like <clears throat> because John Barnes and Raheem Sterling view racism in football in two very different ways. And John Barnes right now is constantly saying, you're never going to solve racism in football because racism is a society problem. Whereas players like Raheem Sterling, Jadon Sancho, Romelu Lukaku have very different viewpoints about it. And what we're seeing now is, right, as a young black man watching John Barnes go, yeah, it's never going to be fixed because it's, it's a societal problem. I'm quite sad. I'm like, oh man, John Barnes is getting a media career out of basically saying, racism in football is fine and it makes me really sad i'm like oh he's i don't want to call him a uncle tom or a coon but he's right up in that space of making is he wrong people. though no he's defeated he's he's right he's, and wrong he's defeated he's right which, is, wrong. which is something i as i get older i don't want to do i don't i can't i don't have enough time for like he's not wrong it's just Maybe that's not something we should hear all the time. No, 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 no. no, no. no. I, I think no, no, no. this is the, this is his constant thing. thing. No, no, no. Like the key thing is just sorry, just the, the key thing is that he is right in the sense of it's a societal problem. You can't heal racism if you don't deal with within society. But he's wrong in the sense of where Sterling and Lukaku are right. You can solve it within the stadiums. That can be done. Yes. So within within football stadiums, that can be done. So that is where he's wrong. What's especially sad about John Barnes is I've said this with other black journalists that it's becoming less and less like John Barnes kicked the banana away in order to make like a grand provocative statement about racism in football and more or less he just kicked it because it was in his way you know like, oh man right. I love that photo that's fine that's entirely his prerogative right if John Barnes wants to kick away a banana because it was in his way that's his prerogative if John Barnes doesn't mind if John Barnes finds a way to block out racist chance when he's playing a game of football, that's fine. And that's how, if that's how he wants to do it, that's fine. When John Barnes tells Jaden Sancho to get on with it, when Jaden Sancho's getting booed, that's when I'm like, nah, nah, that's that's not cool, Uncle. You don't get to tell another young black man how to deal with racism. You can Sen- give tips, but you don't get to tell him to suck it up. Because mm. Sen- Sancho came out and said that the more these racist incidents, I'm paraphrasing, but the more these racist incidents happen in football, the more he kind of falls out. Of, he might see himself falling out of love with the game, and he might not want to play anymore. And then John Barnes was like, "Well, he gets he just got a new contract from Dortmund, so <laughs> like if 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 he's really about that life, let's see what it, what he's like when he has to go in the world and deal with real racism." I'm just like. <laughs> like bro there's racism in football like you can just discount his feelings a, like that's such a stupid term like real racism let's really break it down no, no, <laughs> real no, racism no, I know. No, let's, let's break it down like Jaden Sancho is a footballer he is paid money to play football in a football stadium and what Jaden Sancho is telling you right now is he doesn't want to do his job because on a regular basis he gets in there and someone's calling him a crispy crunchy crackety whatever 
right? That's, like my job, I write about I write about football. I'd say I get called a crispy, crunchy, whatever, maybe once every two months, two three months. When Sancho probably gets it, what fortnightly? All right, we don't talk about real racism. Jaden Sancho probably gets more racist remarks than I do in a six month period. He probably gets more than you do. He probably gets more than someone else does. When Jay- John Barnes talks about real racism, Sancho's getting called a monkey more than you are right now because he's got a platform and he's got money. People are like, I can take some, I can have a ban at him. Like, no one's calling me, uh, uh, you know, people are calling Rashford a dickhead if he misses a penalty for Manchester United. If I miss my deadline for the athletic, my boss is not going to call me a monkey. And if he does, I get to ring HR. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you want to talk, you want to talk about, you want to talk about real racism. You're gonna get paid if that happens. Exactly. You're gonna talk about, you're gonna talk about real racism. My boss is not gonna do that because he's a lo- lovely human being. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle that in, sprinkle that in. <laughs> you want to talk about real racism? Sancho knows more about game. Think about it. Lukaku got booed and called a monkey by hundreds of people. I've never been called a racist by more than one person at a time. Thank God. But, <laughs> Thank but, God but see, Barnes, Barnes is playing into the idea that if you have money, it makes it okay. And that that that's an issue. Like, yo, he has this big contract from Dortmund. Um, if he was poor, let's see how he would deal with it. Then it's just like, bro, like, and and I and I hear this from people who have money, the debate between like racism and classism and things. It's like, yo, the richer you get and people are still racist to you, isn't that a clue? It's probably more about race than class in that way. Cause like if you're rich and you have the ability to get into like different societal levels and like you're moving your way up the capitalist ladder, or whatever the case may be, and people are still racist to you, that's jarring as well. Like that's its own kind of thing. So like even though I have the money, even though I have the means and I am well to do, I'm still a nigger. Oh no, oh no, oh no, but but that makes even more sense though, because as the richer you you get, the more the white people are angry because like, man, wait, back in the good old days, you, sh- you wouldn't be able to dab and play with your flashy <laughs> cars and be so rich. So the richer you are, the much more of a target you are for races who are a lot more angry because if you're poor, like, okay, you poor nigga, but oh, you're a rich nigga? What? So that, that's even much more in, in fury. Yeah, but, yeah, but isn't the idea like the reason you're poor is because you're stupid and blah, 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 blah. But now that I'm rich, I'm still in it. Like, oh, no, even- oh, no, 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 but it works both ways. Those so yeah, because you're poor, yeah, yeah, you're not playing into the stereotype of you know the poor black person. But now that you're rich, it's now infuriating. So now that's racism has now gone from being um, playing into the the stereotype into infused anger as you're now going away from it from the stereotype. So you're now mm. infusing an extra bit of anger and envy into that racism. Yeah, all right, there's now I have all the black relatives that are very much of the viewpoint of. You can't stop racism. So all you can do is basically accumulate enough money to insulate yourself from it. Uh, so well, we were on this podcast recently talking about Tyler Perry. He said, if you're going to be a coon, be a tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still, that's egregious. That's an egregious statement. Um, and I think, <laughs> I can't believe he said that. And I think there, you know, there, there are there, there are certain prominent black people out there in the world today. Um, Jay Z's current, I don't what Jay Z's doing in the NFL is some nonsense, nonsensical. It is a real sort of like, oh yeah, there is a certain generation, if you want to say, it, or a or a type of black capitalist that believes that racism is always going to happen. 
but what I can do is earn enough money so racism can't hit me as hard as it can hit other people. Which, look, I've listened to many a rap song about guys talking about earning money and then moving their parents out the hood and then moving out the hood themselves to protect themselves. And I'm like, okay, I can get on board with that sort of stuff. But to then turn around and go, look at you broke black boys, sort your life out. That's when I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And this is my thing. Just because just because I'm a rich black person doesn't necessarily mean I'm a better black person than anyone else. It doesn't mean I'm not I'm not victim to the same racism, racist nonsense, and trials and tribulations that we all go through. Mm-hmm. There was that uh, I think, what was that? I was like episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air where I think Carlton went to the historical black college, and everyone started ragging on him because obviously he grew up in Bel Air and had loads of money. And Colin's like, hey, like we're all in the same race, so why do you keep trying to trip me up? Um, which well, you know, that was quite a nice little sitcom package for it. Uh, but yeah, like Jaden Sancho will go through. Jaden Sancho's nineteen, twenty, right? He's got a lot of life to live, and he's got a lot of life to live. Unfortunately, being called racist stuff and having to deal with walking into a hotel and someone telling him deliveries in the back, or damn, yeah, I got that one. That was mad. Uh, or I'm sure Jaden Sancho, when he was growing up, got told he can play. He, you know, he has to play on the wing. When he's like, "No, I want to play here," he's like, "No, you're you're quick in it." And he's like, "Okay, that was me." Or, or I'm or I'm, or I'm sure Jaden Sancho has had a stupid question about someone asking whether or not he can swim, or whether or not his dad is in his life. Or I'm sure Jaden Sancho went up to open a bank account tomorrow, and someone didn't know he, he was a famous footballer. They'd probably ask a question about whether or not he was born here. You know, this doesn't stop depending on how much money you've got. It doesn't necessarily stop depending on uh, your proximity to whiteness, both in terms of white people you hang around with physically uh, and, and like your proximity to whiteness in terms of your complexion. Right? The, racism is not a big, finite thing that you can punch in discrete manners or it's not a thing that you're relying on, on white people to have a slow epiphany about. This is a disease that travels in the water like cholera or like a flu. And it's going to keep happening. And it's up to you to basically, I don't want to say insulate yourself, but like we have to be resilient. It's really annoying that I, you think about having a thick skin. It's really weird knowing that I am 28 years of age. And if I have children, I'm going to have to one day go, you know, Carl Jr., Carla, come here. I'm going to explain to you what this thing called racism is. Or I'm going to have to explain to my nieces and nephews why they can't walk down certain streets at nighttime or when one day if the police does do try and talk to them they have to talk very very slowly in yes no sentences use yes sir no sir and have their hands where the police can see them just in case i'm gonna have to give a talk to to my 11 year old nephew about how he should be really really careful when he gets into a lift with a stranger or why he probably shouldn't walk around car parks at night not for any, and it's not his fault. And he's going to have to ask me, why do I have to do this? And I'm going to like, it's not your fault. It's just what it is because you're black and that's it. And that's mm. crappy, man. And no amount of money is ever going to change that. And, you know, it's Black History Month in October in the UK soon. And I remember last year for Black History Month, I went to Leicester University and we were sat there and I was sat with some really, really talented black academics. And one of them said, my grandchildren will not live to see the end of white supremacy. And it really hit me in the gut and it really got me thinking because, what, my grandparents can remember segregation? My 
granddad remembers independence from the United Kingdom. He remembers being a police officer in Kumasi in Ghana, and the British are like, okay, there you go. There's the keys. We're off. Bye. Like, he can remember that. You know, it's pretty like, well, I don't know how old your guys' parents are, but my dad wasn't born in a free Uganda. He was born in like the Uganda British protectorate or something like that. So like yeah. all of our all, all of our grandparents were born in a British colony. That's crazy. Well, you know, you know, you know, yeah, my parents, because yeah, we are um independence was 1960. So yeah, my parents were, were born during Brit British colonial rule. When you think about it in that sort of terms, when you're thinking about how the the arrow of human progress in, in terms of race relations is 60 years old in terms of how we currently see it in terms of this current system where we're like hey black people and white people should have equal civil rights we should probably pay them the same amount we should probably view them as just as intelligent as white people we should probably undo the massive differences in background in terms of funding and resources we gave white counterparts compared to black counterparts for 250 years mm. when you consider for 250 years we weren't on an equal playing field and it's only in the last 60 that we're trying desperately to move to one it can be quite disheartening and depressing thinking about how yeah i probably will be writing about racism in football until i stop writing about football but like this is this is my career now. This is what I'm going to write about until my career is over. There's going to be an incident every single season where I'm like, okay, well, let's 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 wheel out this argument again. Yeah, that I mean, it was before we started. It was kind of the thing where like we could talk about this every week if we wanted to, but it's just like it it comes to a point where it's like, do I really want to t sit down for twenty minutes every week and just discuss about race and like like this this podcast is supposed to be fun at the end of the day, and I just sometimes it's just like. <sighs> like again, really, but you know, something interesting that I, and, and I do want to talk about just media. So maybe that was a good segue, but, and I'm, I'm treading on it, but something I do want to bring up that I noticed from the video, um, which disheartened me in a sense was, and the, the, the video I'm talking about is the, is the Lukaku one where before the penalty you're hearing like the ooh, 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 ooh sounds, he makes the penalty and they still do it. Like the 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 Inter fans were like, look, here in Italy, it's a, it's 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 a sign of respect, Romelu. The first they stood like the letter was so yeah, yeah, it was like hi, Romelu. Uh, yeah, we're racist, <laughs> but you know it's a sign of respect or whatever. And they're just no, no, trying no, to... no, and also very quickly, why do they have to make the point that? Oh, remember, it's us, the fans, who welcomed you. Um, <laughs> so, so that must mean that ah, because they welcomed me, you know what? I, it, I need yeah, to yeah, they, yeah, it was they, they were trying to be slick. Like, look, we're we're on your side, but we're gonna be racist. Like, yeah, but it, it is. But anyway, so like the the whole point of the racist chance was to put him off. So as soon as he makes the penalty, what is there to put off? You've you, hit the hill because again, it's like you see what I mean. Yeah, but, you know, that's where they mess it because if it's basically. Thank you. Perfect example. You know, free throws. When they do that whole thing, the crowd to put the, the the guy off. Yeah. As soon as the guy does his free throws, they stop. Exactly. So basically, that whole thing of like where they, they they wave around their things and everything is just to create like a dizzying effect. So you, so you lose because remember you have to have that kind of tunnel vision when you take the free throw. So even whenever they show the camera view, I'm like, damn, that looks very complex, you know. But I'm not a <laughs> NBA player. So for most NBA players. It's, it's, it's a it slight out. hindrance, 
but not that much of a hindrance, but still a slight hindrance could be the difference between winning that game by points or, or not. So people still do it, but as soon as they take their two free throws, they stop. So exactly. Now this 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 is the question we have to ask ourselves. Before the penalty, they're using racism as a distraction tool. As soon as he makes the penalty, or even if he missed, I gather, why do they continue with the racist chance? It goes from we want you to miss to man, fuck you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it it goes from we're trying to distract you to then a coping mechanism of yeah, you scored, but you're still a monkey at the end of the day. So ooh, mm. ooh, 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 ooh. Which tells me they need the racism, which is why it can't go away. Because mm. they act they need they get into the call. You got into the call now. They need they actually need the racism because at the end of the day. He's rich. He's successful. He's playing for the other team. He scored against me. But I'm still better than him because he's black. Ooh, 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 ooh. I don't even know how to word this, but it's just like, how do you get rid of the mentality of, I need you to be a nigger in order for me to feel good? How do you remove that from someone who you, actually... You, you count. You count. You ever have like, when, you, you ever have like a, a, a when, when, when you're a kid and you have like a... I don't know, like a stuffed animal or like your favorite blanket. My little brother, sorry to out you, bro, but he would always have like his favorite towel. <laughs> so, so, so he would walk around and he would just have like a towel, and that was his thing. Like he would just always had his towel. So, racism is like that towel or that stuffed animal, or just it's something that I can always go to in the event that one of these kinds of people pisses me off or does something good. I'm still better than you because you're black. How do you remove that from someone's psyche? So it means you could do all the little kick it out, kick it out racism, um, say no to, you could do all the campaigns you want. But if in someone's core, they actually believe that they need this in order to be better. How do you get rid of that from a football stadium? There's always going to be one. And all you need is one. To me, that's what it comes with. Like, yo, they actually need the racism. Because, mm -hmm. uh, because otherwise, if, if it was so strategic... As soon as the penalty goes in, there's no need to. There's no need for the monkey chat. But when it goes in, it's like ah, like Carl said, fuck you, because I need it. No, 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 and I, and I think that's the key thing. So you've not hit the crux of the matter is that for these people, it's they need that stuff for them because it's like a validation. Because again, like a poor, destitute white man could be like, yeah, I know I'm poor. I know I've got everything. I know you rich black when you've got everything, but at the end of the day, my skin is still white and you're and you're still black. So at least I can hold on to that. that despite me being poor on everything, at the end of the day, you're still black. So upon everything, I am still better than you, despite of how much poor and how much more crap of my life is. Because Lukaku's life is 10, 50 times better than all of those low, low lives that are in the Clary fans. Most, most of those guys are maybe one job, two jobs, maybe trying to make ends meet. And if you combine all of their salaries, all those guys make the chance, all their salaries for, for one year, look how can makes that in like a month, two, three, 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 three months. So it's like the levels of living is so different. But for them, they're like, yeah, at least I'm white though. But that's why it's, it's, <laughs> it's like the only way, and if we're going back, it's okay, like how yeah. do we, like it's very easy to, to remove it. It's very easy because again, like the, the, the technology is there with regards to identification, so every single supporter has to register with their name, passport, and everything to know that, okay, you are registered to this club and everything. And if there are any monkey chants or anything by certain supporters, 
then boom, you get to dock points. So therefore, you can never have the thing of like, oh, what if other supporters try and pretend to be other supporters and do racist chance to try and get those that club uh, messed up? No, everyone has an identification. Every supporter has to sign up and properly identify themselves as part of this club with their passport and identification and everything. So mm. that whole thing can't happen of guys trying to pretend to be other people. So once that happens, don't find... See, finding is such an insult. It's such an insult. Hence why there's nothing that makes my blood boil more than when you wait for the hashtag say no to racism. And there is no, there's not a hashtag that I hate more than that hashtag. It's pissing me <laughs> off so much. The hashtag say no to racism. Because for me, actions speak louder than words and hashtags. <laughs> so if you really care, anything doing racism, dark points. Because now once, because again, if you look at that video, there were people that were saying, man, why are you saying this? Stuff? Remember there was like a, a lady who was obviously saying like, guys, come on, why are you saying, I mean, come on, why, 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 why? So you could see that there are some Cali fans are like, man, come on, man, don't, don't do this stuff. But so once you now create a scenario where, all right, Cali, we're not going to dock you five points now. We're not going to dock you six points. Those guys not doing the stuff, they say, wait, guys, wait a minute. So you need this racism so bad, you're going to make a team potentially get relegated or potentially lose points after we've, we've won games. Even the players themselves, so we're working so hard to get these wins. And these wins have been taken away from us because of you guys doing racist stuff. So once that happens, then it, it, then it has to change. Because unless you're a flipping white supremacist moron, you'll be like, you know what? Let me insult them out of the stadium. But within the, the stadium, at the end of the day, I'm still a Cali fan. So, <laughs> so, so which, which means more, you being a fan to try and see your team do well, or you being racist, mm. you know. So which means more to you, seeing calorie do do well, or or, or 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 being racist? This is the thing. Like if if if, and this is a big if you're if you are being racist to help your team. If the if the idea is you love your team so much, you're willing to be racist, which we can have a discussion one way or the other. But if that's what they say, the the point is, then the way to stop it in the stadium is do something that hurts their team, and let's see how strong this love really is, or. Let's discover how real this hate is. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, you have to put the punishment in to where it hurts the team because they're being racist to help the team. So that's the Tw only way you can stop it. You can't stop it. euros doesn't, doesn't hurt the And team. it's not it's their really money. Good. Like, it might be their money indirectly. But, like, you pay your money, your season ticket or whatever, and then the club has to pay for your racism or whatever the case may be. Like, it's just not coming out of your pocket. Lastly on this, and my favorite part, not my favorite part, but like the most interesting part to me. I like the, the, the part I like most. It's just the ironicness of it. And I think I've said this before. So you're, you're doing a monkey chant to Lukaku. Who's the monkey? Like racism is so stupid that you become a monkey yourself in order to call someone else a monkey. You have a crowd of people who are saying Lukaku is a monkey who are themselves going ooh, 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 ooh. You make yourself, you devalue your own self. You become a monkey yourself in order to insult someone else, which I find quite ironic that like you become a monkey. Who's the real but, monkey here? Is it Lukaku or is it the person who sounds like one? No, no. no and also the, 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 the thing as well is that. I enjoy that irony a little bit too no, much. But. No, 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 but no, it's true. But no, I go with support. The, the, the thing is that there are actually, trust me, I've seen some videos of some gorillas and some monkeys doing stuff. There's some gorillas and monkeys who are actually far smarter. <laughs> 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 so I'm like, bro, 
you say that you're better than monkeys. Are you really better than monkeys? Like, I mean, let's have to just redress that. Are you really better than monkeys? You know, let's just, you know. So, but while we close this out, I we did promise last week to talk about Graham Sunis and those kind of guys. So, what responsibility do you think the media has in perpetrating or solving this? And I, you can go either way with it. But what responsibility does media have? A huge one, right? Media is the prism in which you view the world, for the most part. If you want to know what's going on in the world, you are informed by the, the media outlets you receive that information from, and it's coloured by that, right? And I think there is a huge responsibility from these media outlets to hire people that know what they're talking about and people that are aware of their own conscious and subconscious biases. And I want to keep bringing it up. Graham Sooner said, Paul Popper played for Afri-France. <laughs> yo, 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 somebody named their fantasy Premier League team that. <laughs> that shit was so right? funny, bro. <laughs> like Afro France. And then Graham Sooners went off and did you see his recent comments about Moise Khan? Which would just... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is what we were going to last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bizarre. Like he just came out and went, yeah, Juventus left because he's probably got attitude problems. Uh, where did that come from? Right? Just absolutely out of nowhere. He goes, yeah. There's probably some attitude problems, and that's why he left. The annoying thing was he was partially vindicated like a week later because apparently him and Zanolo, yeah, him and Zalono were, were late for under 21 training, so they got dropped from the squad. To which soon as we were like, see, I'm right, but also you're like, where did you get that view that he was undisciplined? That's just come out of nowhere, and you've thrown it out there. And In one two, is a one-off, two is a two yeah, is a yeah. hang on. Okay, that's that's two in a row, and I, there's a consistent pattern. There's a consistent pattern from from certain members of the football media in United Kingdom that makes me worry about the discussions we're having. And um, what I've said two or three times before is a lot of this debate about racism in football is a bad one because it's being discussed by people that have no idea what they're talking about. I, I don't, I don't give a damn what a white person. Is talking about racism and football for they have they have no idea what they're talking about. I don't care what university they went to. I don't care how many football stadiums they've been there. They absolutely inherently do not understand what racism and football is because they've they've not had the lived experiences about it. Right, like the lived experiences of a fifteen-year-old kid playing football means infinitely more weight than what Phil Neville has to say about racism and football. I, I want to I want to keep coming for that man. Everyone knows how I feel about Phil Neville. I'm sorry. Um, I. I Harry Maguire can say you need verification of hand in your passport, but Harry Maguire doesn't know what racism in football is. He can talk to Marcus Rashford about it all he wants, but when it comes to talking about racism, I don't want to hear from Harry Maguire. I want to talk about, I want to hear what Marcus Rashford has to say. I want to hear what Jesse Lingard has to say. Um, and then conversely, if your Sky Sports roster has no black journalists on it, or if your Guardian roster has no black journalists on it, or if The Athletic doesn't have a black journalist writing about racism in football, I don't care. Like, you are ill-equipped to be writing about racism in football unless you are a black journalist in football, as far as I'm concerned. Because Do you, you feel have... like it's become a bit trendy in like maybe the past six months, a year, year or two. Like I feel like I'm seeing a lot more coverage on it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good coverage, but people are like trying. I'm gonna say this right now. I was writing about Raheem Sterling and racism directed towards Raheem Sterling in 2016, and people weren't. We were like, Carl, be quiet. And it was only after Raheem made those comments after the, the, the Chelsea game last season that all of a sudden I'm seeing XYZ journalist 
from a national newspaper on ITV or on or on Sky Sports talking about it and how brave Raheem Sterling is and how there was a there's a really good journalist like called Rembert Brown. He used to write for Grantland and now writes for the ring every now and again. And he said, unfortunately, you have to understand something doesn't become a thing until white people decide it's a thing. Mm. And this is a really annoying problem where a lot of the things you see with black football players don't get reported on properly until they explain to a white journalist what it is. And then a white journalist goes, that's why they do that. Because if a black journalist went, this is what's going on. Very few black journalists have the platform. You know, until very recently, all three of us were in freelance capacities working in football. We weren't full-time workers. There are very, very few full-time football journalists of black or Afro-Caribbean background in the United Kingdom. The majority of them are freelance. And of course, that means why are you going to get called up? You're going to get called up if it's the racism call to which you're like, I don't want to do that all the time. I remember the the weekend where Raheem Sterling got the racist chance from Chelsea. I got at least four different media requests from different outlets, from CNN, from Sky News, to go, Carl, could you please come here and explain racism in football? And I went, no, I don't want to do it. It's a Sunday. I don't want to take time out of the day to talk about, <laughs> to talk about something I've been talking about since could you please explain the? Could you please explain the, the black perspective for us? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, 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 I was, last season, I had a slot on CNN where I was supposed to go on and talk about that weekend's Premier League fixtures. And then I got bumped from it, from it on the morning slot and pushed down to the evening slot because I went, Carl, could you please explain Moise Khan getting mm. racist chance at Calgary? And I've went, have you just done this because I'm the only black journalist you know? And he goes, he made a face. I went, mm. <laughs> <laughs> And this is the thing. If you only call in black journalists to talk, if you only have black journalists on your speakerphone or on your Rolodex, to talk about football when the racism stuff happens, then there's no one that racist stuff is going to keep happening because you don't have anyone in there to stop it when it's at like the seed level. You only have mm. people to talk about when it reaches the, the nonsense tree stage. I don't want to call names, but I'll, I'll call like one name, like Harry Winter. All of a sudden, this guy just like I'm seeing like tweets about racism from this guy. Like I don't know his history, so maybe this is like something he's been doing. It surprises me that like people that go to the stadiums and have been in the game for like these decades or whatnot, it's taken till now for you guys to like finally get up to speed and even no, still... No, but it's the point that Carl made. The Because in Henry Winter is a very, very famous journalist in England, like very famous. And the only reason why he started doing that is because of the of when Neville made that point. Because when Neville said... Oh, yeah, because when, 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 see, when Neville was assistance to the Crystal Palace boss, um, Roy Hodgson, during the walk and He said that he actually felt... I mean, Wed Sterling came to him in confidence and talked about how he felt the supporters were... Sorry, how the newspapers were much harder on him than others. So it was the whole thing of, like, if a black person says it, like, yeah, whatever, but if a white person says it, ah, okay... So after Neville said that, <laughs> and let, then let, you let had me, all this journalist and everyone I'm else. Not, I was like, oh my gosh, there's, a, there's an that's, issue. That, okay. I, I'm not getting at anybody. I'm but not, that's just like one I'm example. Not get, somebody, I'm not gonna, you know? That's a really good example. And I'm not going to get, I've met Henry Winter and Henry Winter <laughs> goes to many kick it out events. And Henry, I genuinely believe Henry Winter does care about this thing. But the example of Henry I really want to give was, again, like... You went to the kick it out 25th thing. There were plenty of journalists there who mostly worked in freelance capacity talking about how 
it was great Raheem Sterling did what he did on Instagram after the Chelsea game. But at least a dozen people in that room were talking about racist abuse Raheem Sterling got for two, three years. And no one gave a damn. Everyone went, shut up. You're just being blah, blah, blah. Raheem Sterling gets more aggro because he left Liverpool. He's got nothing to do with racism. And that's the line why quite a few of these newspapers did. And it was only after Sterling himself went, no, this is why I'm getting this. Please pay attention. And the, the great thing about Sterling was he didn't, I hate using this. Sterling was, in fact, the perfect victim. So Sterling was very visibly getting booed. He was very visibly getting racist chants um, to the point where even if they tried to deny what they were saying to him, you could lip read it. He didn't react. He laughed. And then when Sterling did react, he did it on social media, on his own channel. So he didn't have to talk to any other journalist that can go, don't you think it was this or this? He did it in his own medium. And also, crucially, Sterling didn't say he was bothered by it or not. He says, look, it just happens to me all the time. But what I want to bring up is the fact that this is going through to a new generation. And he brought up that new Manchester City player and how they compared him buying a house compared to a white player. Sterling, the great thing about what Sterling did last season was that he basically covered every virtual angle that everyone wanted to get at him. And therefore, it became something that other national journalists thought, hey, this is worth picking up. Because it was the biggest news story of the day, right? And and this this is the right? point. It went from it went from just four or five people on Twitter calling Sterling X Y Z that loads of black journalists been writing before to one of the best players in Europe was saying, "I cannot do my job because of racist chanting." Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember that stuff went out on Sunday, and then Piers Morgan, of course, said it wasn't a big deal and tried using. <laughs> And tried using the. You know what I find always interesting is that people that try and dismiss this always use the David Beckham defense, and they say the player that got loads of abuse, the most abuse in England was David Beckham after France '98, which shows two things. It shows one they haven't been paying attention to football culture since 1998 because it's like a very particular type of middle-aged man that brings up this point. Um, it shows one they haven't been paying attention to stuff since 1998, and two. They just don't understand what racism is because they believe the things that we said about David Beckham can be equated to racism and what racism does and how racism works. Mm. So what was very interesting to me after the Sterling and after the Chelsea game was Henry Winter more or less quote retweeted went yeah there you are that's it's evidence it's proof this is basically Winter treated that as the proof he needed to finally take the story to a national level and I think quite a few national journalists went Sterling has given me the perfect way to write about this um, in a national way. And what I found particularly interesting was Henry Winter said, like, got right behind Sterling. Like, here we go, bang, 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 bang. Piers Morgan denied it. And Henry Winter went, all right, how about I go on your show tomorrow and argue it? And then he, Henry Winter went on video link. I think it was in Barcelona at the time. And basically tried to argue this point with Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan used the David Beckham defense. All that nonsense. But that's what happened. And you saw quite a few journalists going to talk about Raheem Sterling now because Raheem Sterling did the hard work for them in a way that a number of black journalists try as they meant try as they might can't do it because unfortunately black people and black journalists in the united kingdom and you know freelance journalists don't have the cultural capital or the heft to get that over the line because if i've got three weeks at the guardian under my belt that's not going to help me get across what is basically the biggest background story in europe right now as you said it was kind of like the perfect storm for it but it's almost like like now now we can write about it where it's become monetarily feasible almost like yo like we can talk about it now when it when it when it becomes convenient 
to you, now you can write about it. But in inconvenience to yourself, you're not willing really to put yourself out there, which I find annoying. Um, Stay black. Look after yourselves. There's a particularly good academic I find on Twitter recently who keeps saying, look into how you want to look after your, your heart today. And, and like I said it before, like being black out here is hard. So appreciate the small moments when you can. So if a black player out there is doing something wavy, enjoy that. If you make a great success out there, enjoy that. Life is too short to be self-deprecating and think you're just an aspiring wannabe or you're not good enough. Go out there with the conviction and the authority that you know you are and go out and be some dope black person. Do dope shit. Stay black. Stay black. Be dope. Do dope black shit. <laughs> ah, I'll just read it about like Prince William is sick of racism in football. <laughs> that was wild. I've met Prince William twice and I was like, really, dog? Really? <laughs> really, dog? <laughs> How about your family give Africa their money back? Like, really, dog? Really, dog? <laughs> Prince William anyway. talking to his sister in law, like, damn, racism is something else. <laughs> Sorry we didn't do questions this week, but it was what it was. We will be back to regularly scheduled programming next week. Remember to follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you're on SoundCloud, remember to hit the hearts. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Uh, Leave a five-star review and we'll read it on the show next week. And uh, yeah. If you want to support the show, remember to look in the description. We do a Patreon. We have a Patreon page. 30 to 40 minutes that we record every week. So listen, hopefully enjoy it. And uh, yeah, Talking Texas podcast, sometimes funny. Sometimes serious. Always football. We will see you guys next week. Peace. I don't know what the extra is going to be about. Because everything that should be done for a man to secure his... <laughs> I love this video. I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Write this down. You get to heaven. And you don't find me there. (laughs) You've gone to heaven. (laughs) Have you seen Mansu? Mansu is way (laughs) worse. If you get to heaven and you have not found me there, you have gone to heaven. (laughs) Mansu is so wayward. His trousers are sending me. (laughs) You don't find me there. Oh man, oh that is even because I've seen it before, just as someone just said it's making it. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> is that is that Nigeria or is that like South Africa? Oh, no, 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 that's like Zimbabwe. That's um, yeah, you know, I was about to say it's not yeah, kind of like Zimbabwe. South Africa. So the extra sports social podcast network.